0: It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Hey, here we go again. Another great week for KSL Outdoors Radio. And uh, sorry, there's going to be more rain in the forecast to maybe ruin your weekend plans, although. If it uh, holds off until the afternoon showers, it's really just the early monsoonal moisture that's coming our way. You don't need to
2: say I'm sorry. Really, I mean, it really, is not your fault. <laughs> I mean, you might think so, but it's not. <laughs> well, I, I like oh it. man, we we were up, we were up the cabin. Oh, you told me. Took a drive up to Smith and Morehouse. It's all the way full, with the exception they're not on the emergency overflow. Oh wow! Yeah. I've been there with it, and it, it goes over the emergency and down through the campground.
0: I've only been to your cabin once. Before we get too far into the conversation here, yeah. let us introduce oh, ourselves. Sorry. Yeah. You sort of jumped in there. Yes, I did.
2: Uh, anxious, actually,
0: and it's good to see you back in studio. It's good to be here. Uh, KSL Outdoors Radio recording this program on Thursday for air back, or for air playback for your enjoyment here on Saturday morning. Yeah. Tim Hughes here and in the studios of Broadcast House. Also Russ Smith from Sky Call.
2: Yeah, it's good to be
0: here. Yeah, I've only been to your cabin once. Yeah, the water at Smith and Morehouse it doesn't pose any challenges for you where your cabin's located. Does uh, it? I mean, the river's not far away. They did
2: do some sandbagging down in the bottom. This is a for our listeners. This is a cabin. Um, not all the way to, to Smith and Morehouse, so it's kind of between the river crossing on the Weber up the Upper Weber yeah. out of Oakley, yeah, and but not as far as as uh, Smith and Morehouse. Hmm. It's in a little development up there. It's a modest little cabin. It's beautiful. Still okay. snow on the ground in some of those areas. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's everything's locked up. The campgrounds aren't open. It's just too muddy and too big a mess yeah. right now. Um, Matt
0: Johnson, our meteorologist from uh, KSL, was telling us this past week on Utah's Morning News, there's still 30 inches of water, not 30 inches of snow, 30 inches of water up the Big Cotton and Little Cottonwood Canyons right now. So we've made some great gains as far as getting the lower level and mid-level snowpack moved out, which is going to slow down any real threats of uh, flooding. But they said the next week to 10 days are going to be, you know, this is normally the peak time for runoff. So the next week to 10 days are really going to be something. If we can get past that without some flooding downstream, we're probably in great shape.
2: And and the Weber was just roaring. You could hear it all the way up on the hill where the cabin's at. It sounded like trucks going by. It just loud, 24 hours a
0: day. I almost hate to give any more publicity to this, but did you see the story in, uh, I think it was Murray City Park, of the kid that was knee boarding? I, I didn't see in it, there. No. People all standing by and watching. Uh, he got into a little bit of trouble, and they posted plenty of signs because you don't want to yeah. encourage anybody else to try the stupidity if you're going to
2: be out there. That's in the Jordan River, I assume. that. Yeah. You know, not only is it a hazard physically, but think about all the stuff that washed off the streets yeah. through these storms. And, yeah. uh, it's just not very safe. Hey, uh,
0: haven't been able to find Nabodowskis. You know, since he retired, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's uh, kind of hard to get a hold of these days. And uh, usually a golf game is much more important than doing what we do here on yeah. Uh, yeah. on Saturdays with the program. But good for him. Uh, did you have a chance to get a hold of Tim Ryan and the Rule 4 ALS boys?
2: I didn't speak to him, but I did get a message back. Oh, good. Saying, great. He just – oh, I, the message also said I just got here to whatever city it is on the California coast that they're launching from at 3 in the morning, I believe. Oh, wow. But he says I'm planning on it. So
0: Yeah, and you said on their website, uh, for those who have been following their saga here on the program every week – Launch day for them is June twelfth. That's when the race starts. That's what it said. Monterey. That's where they're going. Monterey. So that's another uh, week from Monday before they actually get on the yeah, water. Yeah, um, we'll uh, share that conversation with you coming up in the second hour at seven thirty-five this morning. I put out a an email as I always do to uh, Bob Grove and Mark Wade to mm. see what they've been up to this past couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully they'll check in with us as we do a little road trip and segment. Free fishing days coming up next. Oh, good. Next Saturday. Uh, June 8th, and so Randy Oplinger, our sport fish coordinator is going to uh, check in with us at the top of the next hour. I was going to save this audio, but as long as we're talking about Free Fishing Day, which will run down some of the places where you can get out and take the kids or whoever else, yeah. you know, you might want to introduce to the love of fishing. This, uh, with Father's Day coming up right around the corner, somebody posted this on social media from the Fox Carolina News of uh, father-daughter memories they're standing mm. on uh, the bow of a, a fishing boat, a bass fishing boat, yeah. and she, little girl, has hooked into a fish. Just listen to some of the audio. If you get a chance to go to our Facebook page, which is KSL uh, Outdoors Radio, please do. But uh, listen to the joy, not just in the little girl's voice, but in Dad's voice as well. Oh,
2: that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, my God. Daddy. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He nets it and brings it up on board. That's nice. She's jumping up and down, high fiving.
2: Oh my gosh, look at this. Can we weigh this one? Can we weigh Let me weigh this
0: She wants to weigh it. That's a big bass, by the way. That's such a big deal. Listen to what she says in between screams. I'm going
2: to start crying. What?
1: That sounds
0: so good. I don't even care if it weighs four yeah. pounds. <laughs> Fish goes back in the water, so it's yeah. a catcher voice. <laughs>
2: oh. ah, what a great day.
0: Hugs and kisses. You
2: you look like that with your, your kids. Oh, my gosh.
0: Everybody's had yeah. that day. And yeah. if you haven't, then you ought to think about taking, yeah. if it's a grandkid, yeah. if it's uh, your child, uh, take them out for free fishing day and have that experience right there. Uh, you really don 't need pictures; you can hear the emotion in the voices yeah. so uh, Randy will join us at the beginning of the next hour. I had this information that came through on my face or excuse me my uh email a while ago from uh, Devin Chavez with the Utah State Parks, letting me know about Red Fleet State Park closure uh, because of a construction and renovation project that 's finally going to move forward. This is something that was supposed to happen in twenty twenty two but Because of COVID and other things, it got put on the back burner. But for those that uh, are thinking about going to Red Fleet State Park, you'll want to listen to that segment coming up in the next half hour. Uh, You may not be able to access it uh, so Make alternate plans. You think they're plastering over all those big footprints? <laughs> or or just making, an eyesore. Just making more for tourists like us. We'll tell that story. Yeah. Remind our listeners of that story coming up uh, when we have the conversation with Amanda White. She is the uh, park manager. We'll see if we can check in with uh, Navodomskis for Fish Bites. No promises here. Uh, the Row 4 ALS guys will be on with us in the final yeah. half hour. And Roger Eggett, he's another one to... Gets a little tough this time of year to catch up to because he's had to be hunkered down for snowmobile season, which is finally over, and uh, usually likes to sneak away for a little bit of time before the summer season. He didn't get away already? I don't think so. Well, he had a family uh, event that he was telling us about uh, back in Florida that he had to get taken care of. So he did that, but uh, we'll see if we can check in with him coming up in uh, uh, just a few minutes. Got to take a break. We'll come back, have some news of the week for you next. So stay with us here on KSL Outdoors Radio. Tim and Russ. And uh, then we'll look forward to talking with uh, Amanda White from Red Fleet Reservoir. We'll tell you more about that coming up in a minute.
1: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up.
0: KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. All right, before we get to the news of the week, good news, we did find Nabodomskis. Actually, he found us. Yes. (laughs) He did. As we expected. Middle middle of a golf game. Lost track of days. Living the life. That's what retirement will do for you. Uh, Let's talk about some of the news of the week this week. First of all, here's another video. We've shared a few on our uh, Facebook page. This video is a great one. Of uh, a bear that got stuck. We were talking oh. about how fast the water's moving down rivers right now. This bear uh, was a video captured by a Washington volunteer fire uh, uh, oh, yeah. fireman. Filmed the bear going into the rough waters to get to the other side. I mean, I don't know how he survived, but uh, it's a pretty good-sized bear. So you think about what it's like for yeah. humans to navigate. What about the wildlife in uh, the area? We're not wearing wetsuits. No, we don't have all that hide and everything. <laughs> I mean, there, there were some tense moments there. If you want to watch the yeah. video, it's from uh, TV station ABC 10. But it was a department chief, a fire department chief, that actually caught the video. And the bear, I'll spoil the ending here, actually does make it to the other side. Just barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I thought I had squeezed that in for you. And then this story uh, happened as we were speaking today. We're recording on Thursday. I'll remind everybody of that. Uh, But how many times have we had climbers? And I think back to uh, Dave Watson. Dave Watson. Uh, (laughs) We're Um, looking at each other like. We had had one on several occasions. He he was over there with us. And if he's listening, he said, guys, come on. Anyway. Uh, We've had several satellite phone calls, one from the summit of Everest. We had Martin. uh, From Dave Watson. Yeah. Don't even try. My point is. A lot of climbers. They always talk about that death zone right before they make the push for the summit and how dangerous that is and that you basically want to get to the summit and get the heck out of there. Right. Because the clock is ticking. You're working without oxygen in many yeah. cases, or you're on oxygen, but just the stress on your body at 30,000 feet yeah. can take a life. And so rescuing anybody from that elevation is unheard of,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, no one's coming after you. You're on your own for the most part.
0: And as as grisly as this is, there are still bodies that are that's laying right. up there, that's right. and some people choose to leave their loved ones there because that's – was their dream or that's what was their passion or something we got a story of a sherpa who decided to save the life of a a malaysian climber they found him dangling on a rope and they decided to forego their trip to the summit they put this guy into a bivy sack into a bivy sack they made a backpack out of a bivy sack. Put him on. That's not easy to say. Put him on the back of this Sherpa who walked him down the mountain. Just listen to some of the audio here.
1: The translation, as you look at the video, he says, uh,
0: "Money can be earned any time. Left like that, he could have died. We have saved his life by quitting the summit." And the video of this Sherpa and these are amazing people. Carrying him down from this rare high-altitude rescue is really something. Pretty amazing. Found the climber on the balcony, which is an area just off of the summit. He says, I was going towards the summit with a Chinese uh, client, 1230 to 1 o'clock. Found him on the balcony. When I saw him, he was sitting on the balcony holding a rope, and in places where it was rockier.
2: It's just an astounding story, and the fact that this never happens, the attempt yeah. isn't even made. Yeah, well, it was a good situation because he had not summited, so he still had a certain level of energy to go in and help this guy. But, but one of the main themes, anytime Dave Watson was with us, along with other climbers, is Know when to turn around. Yeah. Don't don't second guess yourself. Well, how many times did we share the story that most
0: deaths, most accidents happen on the way down, not on the way up. That's the most difficult. Because of exhaustion and because, you know, your gravity is working with you at that point rather than against you.
2: I don't think it's ever lack of preparation. It's just knowing when to turn around. You don't know. How much your body can do or can't do. Yeah. I mean, I, the highest I've ever been is 14,000 feet. And that was like six inches at a time. And let's Four face it, a time. Yeah.
0: yeah, nobody knows no. what their bodies will take because they've never been there right. before. They yeah. haven't climbed that high. But yeah, I'm going to find a way to uh, share that video if I can on our Facebook page for those that want to see it. Just, I mean, I, when I saw the story, I was uh, taken aback because. We just don't talk about those things. All right, we we need to take a break. We'll get a news update coming up on the half hour, and uh, then we will check in with Amanda White. She's the park manager at Red Fleet State Park. There's a closure coming that you need to know about, but some of the details of what's coming because of that construction will get you excited about your next visit to Red Fleet State Park. So stay with us.